0: Welcome to Corner of the Galaxy, the show that talks 100% L.A. Galaxy soccer. We're glad you could join us. Now it's time to sit back and relax as your hosts navigate through the twisting, turning, but never boring world of the five-time MLS Cup champion, L.A. Galaxy.
1: Hello, everybody. Welcome to Corner of the Galaxy on cornerofthegalaxy.com. Coming to you from COG Studios on Thursday, August 8th. That's right, just before the LA Galaxy get ready to travel all the way across the east to the east coast once again take on another United, DC United this time after their loss to Atlanta United last week in Atlanta. So a long trip for the LA Galaxy, but of course we're going to get to that game. There's so much other things to talk about. Uh, We're certainly going to go over all the transfer day news. It was exhausting Tuesday and Wednesday. Uh, We have uh, a a ton of information, including behind the scenes stuff we're going to talk about, and of course the signing of uh, Christian Pavon as well. So we're going to talk about that and get you all the details that we can, discuss all those fun things. Zlatan Ibrahimovic going off about the referee and the League again. So that'll be fun to talk about as well. Um, So absolutely packed show. We're glad everybody could get there. And I think we have some questions at the end that we'll get to as well. So like I said, lots of stuff to get to and to help me do that, she's back. That's right. Uh, We reached out once again because Eric is at the Weird Al concert for some stupid reason. Uh, Eric is out. We got somebody who's much better than him uh, who was actually at the LA Galaxy's training and press conference today. Welcome back to the show, Miss Delmi Marias.
2: Yes, Hi. how's it going? I mean, it's Thursday night, and we made it. We're alive. We're, that, yes, so that's gonna, a great start.
1: I was going to say that. That, that, is, that is one of the things that is like, I don't think people understand. You and I are exhausted right yeah, now. Yeah, right? I'm
2: pretty much just walking zombie in the making
1: that's good but you got the 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 music hit and so now now we're pumped up a little
2: pumped yeah i'm ready we have a lot to talk about so i'm actually pretty excited for this we
1: have so much to talk about uh we're not burying the lead here but i want to take you through all the transfer deadline days um and and what i'll tell you from my perspective delmi uh this was the craziest transfer day deadline that i have ever covered the LA Galaxy since 2009. I have never seen the interest around the club be this high. Uh, I've never seen the twists and turns come that we never thought would sort of come. Um, You know, there was all this sort of indication, even on our Monday show, We're like, listen, uh, Pavone's going to get signed. I mean, this is, it's going to happen, guys. Just relax. And I will tell you that it did not come down or uh, it did not It did not get done early. It came down till about 4 p.m. when it was officially announced, or excuse me, uh, tweeted out by Kevin and I. Um, that is when it was actually done. And there was another reporter out there who had it done earlier. I'm telling you, that wasn't done then. Uh, it wasn't done, so it was crazy. I don't yeah, know, how insane. did you feel about it?
2: No, I was, I mean, you're constantly just at the edge of your seat trying to figure this out why it's done but it's not done why um so i think we were all just kind of ready for it to be announced ready for it to be official and finally the day is here it's official we can all breathe it's here
1: yeah it's done it's done uh christian pavone arriving in la on sunday there were some la galaxy fans who uh, went there i think i said that the la galaxy front office has sort of leaked that out and apparently that was incorrect so i want to correct the the record on that is that there were some very good intrepid la galaxy supporters uh who were in there and who knew their own people and did all that and, and did a great job of getting people out to the airport to actually meet uh, Pavone, which is which is crazy. Again, the guy came in at like 6.15, 6.45 in the morning at LAX on a Sunday, and there were Galaxy fans there. That's dedication. That's what, yeah. it, you, don't expect anything less as far as I'm concerned. Alright, so Let's go over some of these news. First of all, I'm going to talk about somebody who is not even an LA Galaxy player. I'm going to talk about Ola Kamara to start with. Now, we told you on Monday that Ola Kamara was likely to sign with DC United, and guess what? That actually happened. So um, that's exactly what happened. Now, here's the crazy thing. Uh, The LA Galaxy, if I remember correctly, sold Ola Kamara to um, to the the Shenzhen FC of the Chinese Super League for $3.5 million. Yep. Okay, so then DC United paid... Shenzhen FC $2.5 million using targeted allocation money to acquire Ola Kamara about seven months after the LA Galaxy sold him there. That's... It just there's no judgment here i don't think ola kamara is a bad guy for doing any of this i don't think it uh, that at all but it's just it's really weird that it came all around that fast
2: i mean his planet obviously did not go according to plan y- yeah i just mean, put it lightly yeah
1: if you go to china and you're you, six months later you're like get me out of here uh even for the money and apparently he yeah. was supposed to be making about uh three million dollars or something a year um so he didn't make a whole bunch of money in six months but
2: and he wasn't playing that much, too. Yeah. And correct me if I'm wrong, but I think I heard something about how he was actually playing for the second division yeah, team. I heard that as well. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, there was there was no reason for him to stay there, no. um, you know, as far as that goes. And now Ola Kumar signs with DC United. And, of course, DC United is the team that the LA Galaxy will play. Actually, DC United features strongly in this particular one. But, anyway, uh, I thought it was easy. Interesting. Interesting. Ola Kamara signed using targeted allocation money, by the way. So not a designated player. Same as with the LA Galaxy he was a target allocation money. I think he made around a million dollars. Uh, on salary wise whenever uh, if I remember back to when Ola was on the team so um, my guess is he's probably making around that again Um, and he came back and and one of the quotes he had today uh, was that uh, you know and I'll paraphrase it is I'm sort of I'm happy to be back in MLS you know uh, this is a great league and I really enjoy it and I score a lot of goals here too it's like
2: see, it's a stab to the gut for me because I really liked him here in LA and the fact that he left and he came back to the MLS and not with the Galaxy Mm-hmm. it just doesn't, doesn't feel good.
1: I, I get it. I get it. I mean, I'm not going to say that. I, I It's just, it was a deal. And if we go back and you look at what the Galaxy were able to do with the money that they got and who True. they... True. I mean...
2: A solid three to four players because Ola left. So when you look at it that way, I guess, you know, silver lining. But still, considering that we don't know Slot doesn't even coming back, you also kind of think about that and you're like, hmm.
1: Yeah, yeah. Whether or not that even happens and, and, and yeah, how that another Yeah, a whole other story. Yeah, no, I agree because I was thinking earlier, I'm like, hey, if you put... Christian Pavon, if you put Roman Alessandrini and then the top is Ola Kamara in a 4-3-3, I mean, that gets the Spidey senses what tingling, if? right? I mean, those that's mm-hmm. that's one of those things that you sit there and go, you know, that could have been something uh, really interesting. So um, anyway, so that's the first move that sort of happened. It was Galaxy-related. I wanted to get it to you, but DC United was not done. Um, we found out uh, pretty early on in, I, I believe it was on Tuesday, um, that uh, Emmanuel Boateng was the interest of DC United. I believe it was uh, Pablo Mauer of The Athletic uh, at MLSist. It's m l s ist i s t at m l s ist on Twitter. Um, he's a great follow by the way. I love Pablo. He does a great job. Um, but anyway, he found out that Emmanuel Boateng was a name on there. So then it started, and we started asking questions, trying to figure out how far along this was. And and you're gonna see a trend in how I'm explaining this stuff today. It's sort of as I remember it, and as it came in and filtered into me. So. Um, we started digging around, we started asking questions. Uh, it wasn't too long after we figured out that yes, there was interest. Yes, it could possibly happen that we also found out that it was indeed done. Um, it came about pretty quickly in terms of DC United wanting them. We didn't know how much money was coming back the other direction. Um, but we assumed it was going to be for targeted allocation money. Um, it was and ended up being targeted allocation money. But I found out, uh, that, Ola, or that, uh, that, uh, Emmanuel Boateng was leaving. Approximately, I want to say, 20 minutes after he had said goodbye to everybody at the LA Galaxy, and then that's whenever uh, DC United and and, and Pablo Mauer, I think, had the uh, had that story originally where it broke, and then we found out and confirmed it with the Galaxy about 20 minutes later and put that out. So um, Emmanuel Boateng to DC United happens for $250,000 in targeted allocation money. Now, um, I know you're a big fan of Emmanuel Boateng. What what, what are your? Th- I mean, we talked about it a little bit before we started. Uh, he's a fan favorite.
2: Heartbroken. Yeah. Heartbroken. Heartbroken. Um, I wasn't expecting him to be the one to leave. Um, Yeah, like you said, f- total fan favorite. I think his biggest asset was obviously his speed. As much as I love him, I don't think he was ever able to pair that speed along with something else that made his productivity level be what it could have been, which is unfortunate. But um, yeah, I'm pretty bummed out. I'm pretty sad. My heart, my heart feels for that. And yeah. Now he's with DC.
1: He's he's And by the way, he's with DC. He will play against the LA yeah. Galaxy coming up this weekend. I think uh, Ola Kamara is still waiting on his P1 visa and his ITC. Uh, the P1 visa, as we will talk about with Pavone, is not, not something that happens quickly. So unless they already applied for it and the deal was done, because basically you have to have a contract before you can apply for the P1 visa, uh, a visitor's visa is different than a P1 visa. And so um, you can't apply for that P1 visa until you have the contract signed. So unless they signed it a couple days beforehand, I think it's yeah. it would be tough for him to be done basically you have remember this is the government they don't work on Saturday and Sunday really so you you have until tomorrow, which is you know we're recording on a Thursday. You have until Friday afternoon, basically East Coast time, for them really to get done, and then it, then and it that's doesn't happen. Not a lot of time. Yeah, yeah. So for me, Ima Boateng, uh great guy to talk to, uh, great guy to interview. He's fun, life of the party, always yeah. joking in the locker room. That's the fun part about it. Uh, was always very honest with the press. I mean, you know, I have to sort of take this and look at how he has interacted with me and with people yeah. around me and with you, Delmi. And yeah. he was great in terms of how he acted with the with the the press and and just sort of the. Way he carried himself and didn't take things too seriously and all these other things um you know that happened. And being the shortest guy on the team is I always know. fun too. Um, did you
2: see um Dave Romney's post to him? I, I did heart broke even more after I, that. I
1: know BFFs there. <laughs> so uh so sad. Uh Dave and Ima were roommates. Yeah. Um for a while. So um, I think the
2: entire time um that they were together on y- the galaxy.
1: Yeah, so it was it was a lot of it was a lot of fun um just sort of seeing that. But again, Ima Bontang is in DC United and it's likely to play. They paid 250 thousand dollars for Ima I'm gonna tell you right now they overpaid and that's not a knock on Ima Boateng I think that's great and I think it's great that the LA Galaxy could do that um but you know as you said he was speed and that's his major advantage uh I think he'll cause problems against the LA Galaxy whenever they play him I mean Sunday yeah yeah Sunday it's going (laughs) to be an interesting matchup and, and sort of see how it goes but um you know Ema is is a speedy player, but he lacked that sort of technical ability to put the crosses where they needed to be or to finish a lot of those, except whenever he was playing against Real Salt Lake, which everybody says. <laughs> there were some great tweets that are like, how are we going to beat RSL now without you, Ima? Um, you know, all that stuff. So it was, it was kind of fun to see. But uh, in my mind, this is a good piece of business for the LA Galaxy. They get $250,000 in targeted allocation money. Um, and then that goes into the Pavone coffer that they yeah, needed. Yeah, it
2: was a good sacrifice. It, it was. Someone needed to be sacrificed. and It had to be him.
1: Um. Now we get to the second part of this. Now, this was the one where I get to toot my own horn. I broke the story that the L.A. Galaxy were going to make a cash for cash deal with Orlando City. At the time, we assumed it was going to be Jam for Tam. We didn't know what those numbers were. Eventually, the numbers were released $200,000 in general allocation money to trade for one hundred and thirty six thousand two hundred and twenty dollars i don't know how you come up with that money number but anyway that
2: exchange rate yep one
1: thirty-six two two zero dollars in targeted allocation money for the la galaxy it was about amassing as much targeted allocation money as possible at one point i was told that in order to see christian pavone land with the la galaxy that the number would have to be around 500 to five hundred and fifty thousand, 000 maybe even more than that maybe five hundred eighty thousand dollars in tam we don't know how much the la galaxy had in TAM so that number still could have been very yeah. accurate and this just added up to that mm-hmm. um, but this was an important move for the LA Galaxy uh, in terms of, uh, of, of sort of stockpiling that TAM in order to eventually go for uh, Christian Pavone yeah. now we'll get into the Pavone thing but that also could have figured into the talks and why it wasn't done once those deals are made and maybe the numbers didn't come in exactly where it was did they have to then adjust Pavone's salary and maybe that's one of the real reasons the deal was we can talk about it a little bit more because i can tell you about how the fluctuations come up come in but combined three hundred and eighty six thousand two hundred and twenty dollars was uh was traded for uh for by the la galaxy um and then basically all that going to uh to the christian pavone fund basically so that's how it goes um now we get past the um, we had heard rumors that after the Boatang deal was done and we knew that there was something else coming and we hadn't found out yet about the Orlando deal and the cash deal. We were just about to get there. But we were about to find something out, Delmi. and we had heard that possibly Chris Pontius could be mentioned in this DC. Now, thing you have to understand about Chris Pontius is he played seven seasons in DC. Yeah. They love him there. Um, And then we also found out, as we were asking, is that Chris Pontius actually has a no trade clause. So as a senior roster player, and as I believe he came in as a free agent as well. So as he came in as a free agent, uh, he negotiated the no uh, no trade clause in there. And so we were thinking, well, would he then waive that no trade clause to go to DC? And we would think, yes, that would happen. But as soon as we figured that all out, in the span of about 45 minutes of trying to (laughs) figure out putting the pieces together, we got told... It's not, not Crisponius. Yeah, it's not Crisponeus. That That's uh, that's done. And so we said, okay, it's not Crisponius, What is it? And then that's whenever we found out about the Orlando um, deal and the cash for cash. So that was the second move. We anticipated the second move with uh, Ima time. We thought maybe there would even be a third move. Um, and that's why maybe we still didn't completely sign off on the Crisponius, but that seems like that did not come to fruition right. or that was never asked for. We don't know if there were any talks that mentioned Crisponius, but his name was out there at one point. And that's what happens on transfer days. Names get out there. And so you have to sort of uh, chase these down. All right. Now we get to the fun one. Mm-hmm. Um, this is the one uh, that, again, is is, is here on uh, Corner of the Galaxy. And I get to toot my own horn. Uh, we broke the news that the LA Galaxy uh, were in discussions um, about the possibility of sending Jorgen Shelvick to Hammerby. Uh, the reason that gets all sorts of interesting ends up being that, you know, Jorgen Shelvick makes a million dollars and everybody agrees he's probably one of the most overpaid players in Major League not Soccer. Not probably, okay. he is. Okay. I'm, you, wanted, you just want to stick it in there. No, okay.
2: everyone knows that is not a secret.
1: Okay, good. Yeah. As long as you're happy yeah, with it, I'm, I'm happy, with, happy it. Okay. with it. Okay, Jorgen Shelvick is, is one of the most overpaid players in Major League Soccer. dummy says the most overpaid. I'd really have to dive in. There might be some guy in there who makes- Maybe like pro- one maybe, more. Maybe, uh, I don't know. It's
2: pretty close up there. I don't
1: know. Tim Howard makes two point something million dollars as a Goalkeeper for Colorado that seems overpaid, but
2: uh, I mean, we're talking about Colorado too. Okay. I mean, that's a whole nother that's, conversation. That's, they have
1: the plague there, so yeah, we, we don't have to worry about that. Um, all right, so Jorgen Shelvik to Hammerby. Uh, Shelvik, here's why all of this makes sense and why everybody's saying, Why would anybody want you know Jorgen Shelvik? He is a, a world known defender. I know it doesn't seem like he's it's not like he's a super famous person, but he's known around certain areas and certainly around Scandinavia and other places. Uh, so going to Sweden and Hammerby wouldn't be Crazy. Um, The other part of that, of course, is that AEG owns 45% of Hammerby, and they own all of the LA Galaxy, so that's sort of like a sister club and... We can offload some Jorgen Shelvick over here and get something else. I don't know. At one point, I think that they were looking at this maybe as they needed to get it done in order to get Christian Pavon. Um, and maybe. I think, that, and I think that there were, I think that they, that they eventually realized that, that they didn't need that. And so it slowed that down a little bit. Uh, Shelvick's contract is up at the end of the season. He's unlikely to stay. Well, he's not staying, no, with he's the not LA staying. Um, which means that he has, if you look at his contract, he gets paid a million dollars a year. He has about $300,000 left on his contract, and then he doesn't have any more money coming coming from anybody else so it's time dummy for him to go look for another contract Yeah, it makes sense yeah if, if he's gonna go you know if he wants to play for another three years he needs to go find another contract for another two or three years and so for him to look and also be up to saying hey we can i i'm i'm willing to go too. um you know he's from norway so you know going to uh to sweden isn't isn't crazy i mean it's at least on the proper side of the world all right it appeals to him yeah so that would that would make some sense i also will tell you this that it doesn't necessarily have to be hammerby that was the one club that i had heard mentioned um i'm telling you and and you know not publicly nobody's going to agree to this but um there were talks uh, and it doesn't need to be done by the transfer window. There was some talks of possibly doing it by the transfer window and possibly bringing in another player on top of it, which was sort of like the Holy Grail long shot, <laughs> but I think the Galaxy decided that they didn't want to get greedy with any of this. So um, Jorgen Shelvik to Hammerby, that could still happen. Jorgen Shelvik to anywhere could still happen because there are windows open in those places. Um, the transfer windows are not closed in some other leagues around the world, and so that could still happen. Uh, Dunley and I were talking beforehand. Another thing is, even if the windows are closed, you could do a mutual termination and be like, hey, you're a free agent, you can go wherever you want. Part ways. Part ways. We mutually part ways, right? And, and the whole thing. And Jorgen go to where he wants, and the LA Galaxy get that cap relief, um, which then would allow the LA Galaxy, if they do it before August 30th, to bring in another player as long as they're not under contract anywhere, right? right? Bring in another contract, uh, another player. Uh the roster freeze de- the freeze deadline I, this year is way early because the league is condensed. It's August 30th. So all the rosters freeze on August 30th, and that's it. Um, I don't
2: think that they're looking to add anybody else just based off of and we'll get to that later but based off of conversations today it seems like this, this was the it. last yeah. piece of the puzzle and they're not looking to add any anyone else all of their energy and work went, went into, into this deal they got him and I think they're pretty happy they're pretty happy where they are and I don't think I mean not to say
1: that He's, they couldn't yeah. exactly yeah
2: but i don't think it's at the top of the priority list at this point
1: i, I think my big thing here is that it feels like you know the other galaxy just sort of deserved this break now it's sort of uh as it goes so um jorgen shelvik it's still a, you know as was clearly stated in the article the deal might not happen at all um but there were talks and that's worth reporting and so that's why we reported it um we'll see if that goes anywhere i will tell you you know the deal in terms of moving jorgen shelvik seems to be not dead um it seems to be something that they could still do um it's just whether or not they really want to at this right. point it's it's more of you you know does this help us and yeah. and how does this help us so um if maybe. it
2: happens it happens i think at the end of the day he's not a player that will be here next season regardless
1: yeah yeah it was uh, it was it was a lot as somebody in the chat room says landing pavone and getting rid of jorgen would have been too much for galaxy twitter to handle i know I know that was sort of like the the oh, OK, so we're already going to give the LA Galaxy, you know, an A for uh, for effort in terms of all the stuff that they did in this transfer window. And then if they they would have somehow moved Jorg and Shelvick at the same time, um, you know, what grade can you give them after that? Because it's like, oh, it goes way up, way Christmas up Christmas would
2: have come early.
1: Uh, that's a, a lot of people seem to uh, seem to seem to think that way. And I, I wouldn't disagree. Um There were other names that were also floating around Um, no no confirmations Uh, Dave Romney's name was floated around Uh, Sebastian Legette's name was floated around we talked about Chris Pontius Um, you know I think Dan Stairs name might have been floated around as well I don't think any of those were serious and I certainly didn't hear anything that would lead me to believe that any of those were close to any sort of deal this seems like the deal that was going to happen these two deals that happened they happened Um, and then it comes down to the Christian Pavone signing now those deals got sort of announced not by Not officially, but got announced uh, through Twitter and through reporters that were covering everything on Tuesday, which then led us into the next day with Christian Pavone. And so we all expected, hey, okay, just announce it. Everybody knows it's going to happen. And so what you saw on Wednesday morning was Christian Pavone suits up. He's wearing the number ten. Everybody's like, okay, now it's happening. People were watching. so I actually went to the LA Galaxy at one point and was like, hey, so uh, when's the announcement coming? We're we gonna have a press conference tomorrow, like blah blah blah, the whole deal. And they're like, can't. He? And they're like, none of that, none of that's happening because it's not done. And I'm like, no, come on, it's it's done. You got, he's out there. He's he's not training. He's working out. So he's not with the yeah. team. And he did. He worked out to the side. He did not train with the team because training with the team without. Mm, without having a signed contract would be illegal. So but you're allowed to work out off to the side and not be part of the team. So anyway, all those fun stuff. So, you know, at one point we said, "Hey, you know, is this actually going to happen?" Now, my sources and and a lot of this came, I had multiple sources placed pretty much throughout the LA Galaxy and some other areas. My sources came back to me that morning and said, "Deal's not done." And I said, "What do you mean the deal's not done?" Yeah. The guy flew out here, he's there. Uh, he's training he's working out he's working out this deal has to be done the deal is not done is what I kept being told over and over and over again and I would go with that information then go to the LA Galaxy and basically hear the same thing and there's it's not done Um, and this is how it went the entire time I got text messages that were saying so close my my favorite text message I think I got was one more thing to sign
2: And And it was like, it was like,
1: come on, this has to be. And that lasted throughout the day, Delmi. This was not something that was like, I was getting updates and we were tweeting out updates, you know, every couple hours in terms of where are we, how's it going, the whole deal. So there was still negotiation going on. And again, I don't know at what levels and I'm hopeful eventually we can figure out exactly what was the holdup and why it took so long. And it's an extremely complicated deal. And we're going to talk about it here in a second. But Pavone coming to the LA Galaxy felt like it was done for so long. Um, and I'm telling you right now, as God is my witness, it was not done. And I got an, I got a text message around 3.50, uh, 3.50 p.m. on Wednesday, August 7th, that the deal was done. And then after going and confirming that, I was able to confirm it. And it was, this deal is done at 4 p.m. At 4 p.m. when I tweeted it, and Kevin, I think, put out his tweet yeah. a half split second before mine, because we were both working on it at the same time, um, that's when the deal was done that's when it happened
2: yeah it was a process It was a months-long process it was brutal
1: all right so let's talk about the signing now okay and and you have a bunch of good information and i can't can't wait to bring this in so (laughs) i'm gonna go over some of this um one of the things that you know that everybody felt was the up and down ride uh this whole idea of this roller coaster and dennis to everybody's been calling it a roller coaster Mm -hmm. he called it a roller coaster right (laughs) Mm-hmm. Um, we felt it covering it. Certainly it was that dramatic up and down. The deal is dead. The deal is alive. The deal is alive. The deal is dead. Every time it was something different. And there was so much. The fans felt it. Everybody felt it. We felt it. Dennis DeCloso felt it, which oh, is, yeah. I, I don't know. That makes you, whenever you saw him talking about it, it's sort of, you could see the relief, right?
2: Yeah. And obviously they were all asked at, at any point that you think this is not going to happen. And everyone said, yes, there were many points throughout the months, throughout the weeks that we thought, this is just not going to happen. It seemed merely impossible. Something would come up. They thought they would you know, hash that out, and then something else would come up. So, yeah, and seeing them today, everyone seemed really – I think Dennis specifically, I was telling you this earlier – there was probably no one that looked happier in that room today than Dennis. He had the yeah. biggest smile on his face, not just during the press conference, but even afterwards when we spoke to him. Biggest smile. You could tell he's just happy. He's glad this is over. They can relax now. They can focus on moving forward for the rest of the season, focused on postseason, and just... They're glad it's over, just like the rest of us are.
1: Yeah, I'll tell you right now, the LA Galaxy front office uh, burning the midnight oil as well. I was still texting people last night uh, as the transfer window was coming to a close. It closed at 10 p.m. or 9.59 p.m. Pacific time um, last night. And so um, it's, it's, it's amazing to see how they put all this stuff together. So, um, you know, basically going through the whole thing is that e- this deal is a crazy deal. Uh, yeah. whenever it comes down to it. So the specifics of the deal, and let's credit uh, where credit is due because I wouldn't have this information if it wasn't for uh, Paul Tenorio. He went out and actually got the specifics of this deal. Um, and basically, we can confirm that the, uh, the, the the transfer fee, the fee or the loan fee that the LA Galaxy will have to pay Boca Juniors in this first term of this deal is $0.
2: Free. Mm-hmm.
1: Free. Um,
0: which is
2: crazy free i mean it's not surprising guillermo give all the credit to him but it's insane when you actually see that it was free
1: it is absolutely free uh jared dubois former uh co-host here and uh and a co-founder of this podcast put out a tweet and he says um he, he put out these three things or these uh yeah these three things he goes a galaxy season ticket a bacon wrapped hot dog uh parking and a beer and then the hashtag is things more expensive than Pavone, right? And, and basically in terms of the free stuff, that's right now. The LA Galaxy will end up paying Pavone a salary this year, and that salary is tamable, so targeted allocation money will be used there, so he's not a designated player, which means the LA Galaxy did not have to touch Ramon Alessandrini. Uh, the targeted allocation money that comes in and pays for his salary, you know, is, uh, we don't know how much it is, but yeah. it, again, it's tamable, so it's probably not significant. Um, here's where things get interesting, though. So the second year, basically, the starting in 2020, if the LA Galaxy would like to extend the loan, yeah. which, by the way, it doesn't seem like they have any obligation to do. This is no, a, they haven't
2: option yeah they
1: have an option yeah. to do it so loan deal for this free zip nothing just pay his salary by the way there's also some rumors and some hints that perhaps Boca is actually paying some of Pavone's salary in this first year as well which is just Oh, that's juicy as well. I don't know that that's not confirmed, um, but that is one of the rumors that is out there. Um, so the LA Galaxy get him for free starting in 2020. If they wanted to keep him for the 2020 season, uh, the loan fee would go up to $600,000 uh, and then Pavone's salary would go up over the designated player range. So they would need an open designated player spot. Um, then the really fun stuff comes is after the 2020 season, after next year, if they still have... Um, if they still would like to possibly purchase him, there is a purchase amount. It's $20 million. I'll tell you this right now. Don't freak out about the $20 million. That can be negotiated. That's, yeah, that's not still hard. a lot
2: of time. They yeah. can, yeah,
1: A lot of time. Um, it might be the Boca wants him back after he has gone and tore everything up and said the whole thing. And then the Galaxy Maybe. could force them to sell at $20 million, which is the interesting part because the $20 million is locked in contractually as in if we pay you $20 million, you have to sell them to us. All right that's the that's the contractual part now they may say well come on give us 22 million dollars you know something like yeah. that if they really want to do it but as far as you know why there's an actual dollar amount on there they could force the actual release of Pavon for 20 million dollars if they want to do that um but if they want to renegotiate then it's up to boca on whether they want to do that so
2: you know and something interesting that did come up um with dennis uh he did mention something how they had to fight really hard to have that second year option of getting him back so in other words next year you know how they have have the option to bring him back right he mentioned that specifically we fought hard to make sure we have the option of bringing him back and they made it very clear today they want him here for the next two to three years it's not they're not looking at this at oh it's just six months and then let him go they, they want him here for the next few years so who knows how that'll play out
1: yeah it's interesting and, and we talked a little bit about it it's like the opening up a designated player spot next year is not hard um, no there's there's two no. ways you could do it Zlatan Ibrahimovic probably ain't gonna be back especially no. after his comments today um, Zlatan probably won't be back and then of course you have um, the uh, the uh, Roman Sandrini, yeah. and if you're going to bring him back which his contract is up at the end of this year as well if you're going to bring him back you could bring him back at a TAM salary instead of a designated exactly. player salary in fact only a $300,000 pay cut for Roman would be a targeted allocation money salary as well. But with all of his injuries, you would expect that if you're going to keep him, you're going to get him at a discount. Um, And so, yeah, it's the same as, as, as Jorgen Shelvick is really whenever you look at it, Um, which is, you know, they have to figure out where they're playing next year and having a, a guaranteed money for the next three or four years is something that is, um, you know, better than having, you know, more money right now. So, you know, doing a new deal or something like that, extending a contract or however it goes, um, that's that's what we're going to, that's sort of what you can do and how you can massage players into these different deals, uh, especially players who maybe are on the, the decline. Um, so it'll be interesting to see how the Galaxy handle that situation. But there's tons of and... Um, again, Delmi and I talked a whole bunch before we we did this. Um, there's tons of flexibility that Dennis Declosa is building into this team, and that's the biggest point that I sort of want to get. Not only is the transfer fee free, um, not only is there plenty of options in this for the LA Galaxy yeah. to continue or discontinue this loan if it works out. If you know somebody says, what you know, how can you guarantee me he's not going to be another Giovanni dos Santos? And like, you can't.
2: No, it's a gamble you take. That's
1: a gamble. But in this case, there's no gamble.
2: Yeah. It's free for the first six months. I know. Exactly. You can't really go wrong.
1: No, have him. And if he's really horrible, if he's the worst thing you've ever seen in your entire life, you don't have to extend him next year. And if you do... Which isn't
2: going to happen. Worst case scenario, he's the worst player in the world. I mean, realistically, the chances of that happening...
1: slim. Yeah. yeah. No, it, it seems, it seems that's the way. So again, uh, the free transfer, um, I, you know, I talked about the deals ripe with galaxy choices. They can do all that stuff. Um, here's the thing. People are asking, you know, why would Boca do this? Tell me why? why they're crazy. There must be some sort of underhanded deed going on. The galaxy are cheating again. Uh, certainly the, the undercurrents of what, uh, Paul Tenorio wrote in the athletics, I, I feel still has the, the galaxy are cheating. And by the way, that's a, that's a common theme across major league soccer, that the galaxy are cheating somehow. Um, I would just, if anybody wants to go ahead and point to any rules that were broken. Yeah, I was
2: going to say, what rules were broken? Nothing.
1: Nothing, no. And there wasn't. Listen, this started with David Beckham. If you want to have a gripe, gripe against the David Beckham deal. Gripe against the Omar Gonzalez whenever Giovanni Dos Santos came in and they tammed Omar. That was the first use of tam, by the way. The tammed Omar Gonzalez's salary down um, in order to make him not a DP anymore, in order to bring chief. Those are legitimate gripes. Those things did not exist before they said there's nothing that was created in this. There's, there's zero new rules that were created. Um, this is a relationship deal.
2: Yeah, I was going to say, no one else has Guillermo. The Galaxy do. And that's been enough for him to be able to pull all these deals. And it's it's working. It's worked for them and it's going to continue to work.
1: Yeah, and, and the fact that Dennis Closa was able to make this done. And again, the, the relief on his face, you saw him smiling, um, you know, the laughing sort of the, this is how it goes. This is a complicated negotiation. How do you get a team to buy into the fact that you're going to get a player for free for the first, you know, quarter of that, that, that deal? Um, and then, you know, eventually, it seems like they're going to keep Bavone and whenever they do, they're going to get some money out of that. But right. then, you know, it's not a ridiculous amount of money. It's not crazy or anything else. Um, so that's that's one of the you know that's one of the things. So um, here, you know, just looking at all this stuff and how it goes again, you have to. And he's not going to get enough credit for it, um, and he should. And even if we talk about him for the next three hours, it's probably not enough. But Dennis Tokosa hit this out of the park, especially when you consider. So we talked about the flexibility. We don't know what the salary cap is going to be next year. We don't know if there's going to be a fourth designated player. We don't know if there's going to be two designated players. We don't know if targeted allocation mm. money are going to be around, general allocation money mm. are going to be around. We know none of that because the collective bargaining agreement comes up and expires like at the end of January in 2020, and the players are intent on making some moves this time and yep. making sure they get what they want.
2: Everything could change. Every, Essentially, ap- absolutely, everything.
1: Yeah. And so the fact that Dennis DeCloso goes about this and, and I'm really hoping that we get a chance to, to talk to him. I, I'm requesting him on this podcast. I tried to get him on tonight and obviously he's busy. Um, I'm going to try to see if I can get it even done this weekend and possibly put it out on the Monday podcast uh, whenever Kevin and I get back. Because then I head out of town, as everybody knows. So I'm trying to I really want to talk to him and just get this sort of understanding of, of, you know, what his thinking is. He has this roadmap and we're told there's this roadmap. How many things change on that roadmap? How many things are locked yeah. in? Like, where? What are the must-see sites on this roadmap? You're going to the Grand Canyon, or can you skip the Grand Canyon and just go straight to the Rockies? Like, wh- where? Where does he see this going? And for me, Dennis Tacosa De making this, and obviously using the relationship to Guillermo Barichello. Um, you know, Chris Klein said that without uh, Guillermo, that this deal wouldn't have happened, and that's totally true because yeah. you can see Pavone comes Accurate. in. Yeah, I mean, there's some. There's some. You know, I'm, I'm not going to say there's an argument, but there's certainly a, a point where you question a $20 million player. Let's say for a second that you think he's worth $20 million, comes in for free uh, in the first half of this, you know, basically this loan. Um, yeah, it's going to raise some eyebrows. But here's what Boca has done to Christian Pavone. Um, they sat him on the bench, gentlemen. They didn't play him. Uh, they've devalued him at all points, basically. Uh, this is a guy who played for four, you know, in, in four games, and all four games in the in the World Cup. Um, from Argentina, played with uh, played with Messi. Um, this is a guy who at one point was looked at by Roma and yeah. Arsenal for forty million dollars.
2: Top of the world,
1: right? And so to say that he's worth twenty million dollars right now would say, okay, who's going to pay twenty million dollars? The Galaxy aren't paying twenty million dollars for the Christian Pavone. That's right now. He's mm-hmm. not worth twenty million dollars. Um, And anybody can argue, if if he's worth $20 million, they could have sold him for $20 million somewhere. And that didn't happen. And it's because of his drop in form and everything else. And that's the risk part that the Galaxy have. But again, you're getting him for free to start with. There's no risk. Let him go out there and play. Um,
2: And they have a lot of confidence that coming here and being under Guillermo again, that comfort level that they have that understanding that he can be back. He can go back to that player he used to be.
1: Yeah, and I mean, you you were there at the press conference today. I mean, he seemed like he's extremely happy to be here. Oh, he's
2: so happy to be here. He kept emphasizing how amazing it is to be back here with Guillermo, that he understands him, he knows him. There's that comfort level. I don't think he feels pressured under him. He feels understood. He feels... He knows that they have all the confidence in the world in him and I think that's something he completely lost in Argentina and that obviously plays a major part in this. But he's so happy. He's back with um Julian as well. He's played with Diego Polenta or at right. least against him. There's just that comfort level all around and it's a new experience for him and I think it's a good move for him.
1: Yeah, I, I, there was a picture that the LA Galaxy put out of uh, Christian Pavon, uh, Fabio Alvarez, and Diego Polenta, and they're all sitting there right there, and I tweeted it to, uh, to Eric the Hammer, and I'm like, this is why... Christian Pavone is going to succeed in, the, in yeah. LA because it's a totally different I mean he talked about it today being you know a, a completely different city and, and yeah. Fabio Alvarez talked about how he goes this will be a lot more calm for him he's going to be able to focus on soccer and it's a lot different than being in Argentina and all these other things and and Christian Pavone comes in and says you know so far I love Los Angeles and you saw like one of the first things he Instagrammed is him sitting like basically on the beach and it's yeah. like Dude, these guys want to come here, and he wants to play. And he, I feel like he's motivated. He, you're putting him in this perfect situation um, for all these things. But you saw those three guys. You know, they can drink mate together. Yeah. They, 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 all have similar life experiences in, in terms of that. Uh, you talked about Fabio and uh, and and uh, Christian and how they played together on youth teams, and so they've known each other. What there was, they were yeah. texting each other, weren't Yo, they? No,
2: yeah. Um, Fabio talked about you know how the moment he found out that the Galaxy were interested in bringing him he didn't stop bothering him. They kept texting, they kept messaging. It was a constant, like, you need to come here. You need to come to LA. This is why the city is is great, X, Y, and Z. So I feel like that, obviously, that friendship obviously inspired him to come here as
1: well. Yeah, even more, I mean, and putting him with Guillermo, you're talking about a coach where he had a ton of success at Boca. Um, listen if you went and saw the you know the Galaxy announce Pavone there were a bunch of Boca fans on there saying good riddance get him out of here the whole deal yeah. and there's another player that also was like that uh, Roman Alessandrini was like that you know, at Marseille and they were like good get him out of here get him go and listen you can say that that Roman Alessandrini has been injured but it's not whenever he hasn't been injured he's been he gives it all yeah. for the LA Galaxy, yeah. and maybe maybe that's some something that you know has hurt him. Is sometimes he tries too hard, I think, and he breaks himself down, and all these things. But for for Roman Alessandrini, Sandrini, um, he wasn't wanted in Marseille. They were booing him. They're doing it. Christian Pavone he wasn't wanted in Boca. They're booing him. If he can sort of lift his uh, you know personal um, brand again and and rejuvenate this, not only could he possibly end up back at Boca and starting again and doing all these things, he might end up in Europe. Uh, He might end up being bought by the LA Galaxy and living in the United States for the next six to seven years and making, you know, five, six, seven, eight million dollars. I mean, he's 23 years old. If you sell him in four years, he'll be 27, basically right at that peak in the 26, 27 year old. I mean, all that stuff makes sense. Um, So, you know, for me, it's seeing Pavone there and seeing Dennis Declosa talk about it, seeing Guillermo talk about it. And Guillermo, I mean... He looks like a proud dad.
2: Oh, he's so proud. He's so proud that he's here. Um, Afterwards, you know how they take the pictures with the jersey and right. everything. Just seeing them next to each other. Yeah, like you said, he looks like a proud dad. He's super happy. I think this would be a good move for them. Um, Also, I think he was asked as far as like the criticism, you know, how his value has dropped since right. the World Cup and all of that. And I think he said he doesn't pay attention to any of that. But he said something along the lines of, I'm just focused on going back to being comfortable again and not caring and just playing my game which obviously that's his a lot from playing in book as he wasn't comfortable he didn't feel like himself he feels all this pressure and he, he's just not happy and i think here along with the help of guillermo it's the complete opposite he feels nothing but
1: comfort that's it's again this is there's a reason that this was a risk for the galaxy certainly on a guy who's lower you know not on the top end of his form but you've seen what he's able to do i mean you know yes there's shades of giovanni dos santos in terms of Gio had so many good games that you could go and point to and so he's sort of like a highlight machine where you could go but look he can do this and he can do this but it's the day to day where you worry about. It. I mean, you know, at 23 years old, he has he has some developing to do still. But that doesn't mean he can't be one of the best players in Major League Soccer if this all gets right. If Guillermo can motivate him like he did, I was telling, um, I was I was texting Hammer about Pavone today, and I said, you know, if I'm Guillermo, uh, I bring I bring Christian out to the the group and I say, hey everybody, this is Christian Pavone. Um, he hasn't been playing very well lately. And uh, we're going to work really hard with him to make him a better player again and to get him back up to the level he was. Because I think you'd want everybody, you want Christian Pavone to know you're here to work. Yeah. And if you work hard, you're going to succeed here. And we're all here to help you because we want to do that. But you have to put in the work because Mm -hmm. that's sort of the criticism of him is that, oh, maybe he slacked off at the World Cup. You know, after the World Cup, he's like, oh, man, I'm awesome. Yeah. So. That's, that's one of the things and I think Guillermo's that guy who can do that to him it's like he looks at him as the father figure and you know again Guillermo is a huge figure in Argentina and we don't get that sense here no um you know the fact that he was coach at one of the biggest um, clubs probably the biggest club I don't know people would argue River whatever <laughs> I'm not into that I don't care but one of the biggest clubs in, in Argentina and the fact that he played for that club uh, the, the fact that he was you know this this guy who who everybody looked up to and all these players saw him playing and were like, I want to be like Guillermo barros um, It means something to them to be working under him right now and in this tutelage. So that's all the motivations I think that we can find for, um, for Christian Pavone here. This, this makes sense for a lot of reasons. Um, the fact that, uh, that this deal is a good deal. Um, the fact that it doesn't put the galaxy at any disadvantage, mm-hmm. the fact that it looks like that they held Boca's feet to the fire for a while on all this, um, all makes sense for the LA galaxy. Um, and so, you know, in my mind, uh, this was the genius deal that you've been waiting for the Like this is a Bruce arena move from back in the day. And, uh, I think galaxy fans should pre- feel pretty confident in the way that the front office handled this particular yeah. deal.
2: Absolutely.
1: Um, all right. So, uh, Anything else on Pavone or anything you wanted to sort? I of I mean, I could
2: literally talk about him I all day, just from the press conference, from all the interviews. We could do we could do this all day. Yeah, all uh, right?
1: Kevin Kevin says uh, he he was trying to see, he was like, hey, you need to look this up. He goes, I feel like. Christian Pavone is the only person, the only player in Major League Soccer who has one degree of separation from uh, Lionel Messi. Like he knows him, right? I'm like, I'm like, I don't know. There's got to be other players that are like were teammates or played next to him that are in um, in in Major League Soccer. But anyway, it was fun. If anybody wants to research that, that was that was good. Um, so we'll see how that goes. Um, okay. Uh, let's go to Zlatan. Why not? The lion. Oh,
2: my gosh. The lion
1: was in rare form. You know, he's been in rare form now for a while. Um, the jovial, happy lion that we sort of had in the, in the first season... Um, and even at the start of this season has degraded to salty he's he's very salty he's angry he's he's, he's fired angry
2: up. I think angry is the perfect word to describe how he's feeling with the MLS and the referees
1: yeah he was uh, he was not happy with the referees um, he was not happy with the referees in the LAFC game where they almost suspended them he was not happy with the referees in Portland where he got a yellow card where he now says that the, the referee said something stupid to him that shouldn't have been said and was unprofessional before he got that yellow card don't know what said don't know um, we need one of those like bad uh what is it the bad lip reading videos of, <laughs> of, of like those conversations with Zlatan and, and everything that goes on with that so uh and he wasn't happy with a game he didn't even play in in the Atlanta game so watching it on TV he wasn't happy with that uh saying that their poor level lowers the level basically the entire league and and that's not something that you can do and he also says that he wasn't criticizing them He'll let you know when he's criticizing mm-hmm. them, and this that's this is taking
2: isn't, it easy. His words today, taking it easy on them. He's taking
1: it easy on him. So we'll see if Slotan gets fined. I don't think he really cares anymore. No, um, he's when,
2: completely over it. He doesn't care what he's saying. I mean, it's it's clear he's not gonna come back to
0: yeah, me.
1: It, it feels that way, and yeah. we've been saying that for a while anyway. Um, so that that's one of those things that you have to look at. Um, the other thing that he talked about, he talked about the uh, the the structure of Major League Soccer in terms of the games and the regular season and then the playoffs. Um, and he used a naughty word which we won't say on here, but. Well, say poop yeah yeah he says the system is poop Mm -hmm. and um and basically he's talking about how he thinks that the playoff format devalues the regular season and it does it absolutely does you can't argue with him he was right he was but it makes a difference in major league soccer and how we do it here in the united states versus anything else um because, yes, in other leagues, if you win the regular season or, or really the only season, if you win that the, that, that season long, you're the champion, right? right? You win 34 games, you're the champion. Right. That's that's how it works. Um, and in Major League Soccer, that's like, hey, great, you get the Supporter Shield, but you don't win anything. You have to also be – I mean, if you're able to win a Supporter Shield and then win MLS Cup, you were the best team that year, and there's no arguing about it. Nobody can take it away from you. Uh, the LA Galaxy 2011, Supporter Shield, MLS Cup. Thank you very much. Best team in the league. Wasn't even close. You know, that's how it goes. But, you know, there's something to the, the idea that whenever you get in a tournament at the end of the season, that the hot team can win it. Um, and I think that's what Zlatan sort of... He, he's trying to argue that the players don't try hard because they know they don't have to try hard into the playoffs. And I just don't think that that's what's happening. And I don't think zlatan believes that's what's happening either and i think he's using it as sort of this crutch to talk about it and sort of be angry about things but in my mind he knows that he goes out there and has to try hard although whenever you watch him does he ha- does he go out there and try hard all the time is he saving himself for the playoffs um
2: i don't think he can try that hard every game he's even old if he want exactly i wasn't gonna say it I'll- but yeah I he is i don't even if he wanted to perform at that level every game because of his age he just can't. He can't do it. And he's not going to be able to do it. it's yeah. not going to change.
1: And and so, I mean, you know, it's another criticism, and he's talked about those criticisms. We've heard from him multiple times, um, you know, just criticizing the league any chance he gets. It's like, no, the level's not very good, and you shouldn't be here. You should be playing in Europe. Yeah. and
2: he it, takes jabs every chance he gets.
1: And, he's, and he really doesn't like the referees. I mean, you know, you can see that. um You know, a little update, though, as well. On the disciplinary committee did suspend Efrain Alvarez, an additional game um, for the red card he received in the Portland game. So he had one game suspended. He will also be suspended for the uh, – so he missed Atlanta. United he'll also be suspended for the for uh, DC United I talked to a bunch of play a bunch of players they convinced me that that was a red card um, they also convinced me that they wouldn't be surprised if he got suspended in another game. And he got suspended in another game. So I, in this case, I'm going to say um, at the first look at it, I said, no, nah, that's too harsh. You can't you can't say that the guy was already falling. But if you go and look at all the circumstances that were then explained, the fact that he's facing his own goal whenever he kicks the ball as hard as he can, where is he kicking it to? Um, it's just a bad deal for for Efrain Alvarez. Hopefully he learns from it and he doesn't get it. And I will certainly tell you that I think that Zlatan Ibrahimovic, whenever he loses his cool, then allows other people to lose their cool. Diego Polenta got suspended in that yeah. game as well. Um, so I mean, that's that's what you get when you have on Ibrahimovic as your captain, though, right? I mean, if you could give it, the captain to Jonathan Dos Santos and let him argue things and yell at people and do that, it, it's not as bad. But whenever your captain's out there losing his... His Which stuff. is always. Which is always, yeah, right?
2: it's always. He can't control it. That's just
1: how he is. That, and and that's what he needs. But if it's your captain and he's doing that, it, it, it hurts. You can see it. It hurts People the team.
2: enable it too, though. Like, you know, people always say, that's just slatan. I mean, we're doing it now. I'm doing it now by saying that's just how he is. Yeah. People just say, oh, it's just Zlatan being slatan. I think that's part of the problem. You don't necessarily hold him accountable for the things he says or how he acts which given a lot of times he's right he, he's kind of speaking truth it's just the way he comes about it the way he says it um the anger stuff you know it just the list goes on really
1: all the curse words he's got a potty oh, mouth he's got he a potty- likes his curse words good lord can't put any of that stuff on this show yeah. that's for sure no uh it's all good the, the locker room is not a not a. PG rated place. <laughs> I've, so I've noticed. Um, but anyway, so that's where we are with Zlatan Ibrahimovic and all the fun stuff that he said as well. Um, I wanted to throw out a quick stat for you. Uh, the MLS club rankings by spending in tran- in the transfer market since 2015 um, the LA Galaxy are on this list but it cracks me up because I was laughing today whenever this list came out because the LA Galaxy have zero dollars on that in terms of how far they moved up so Atlanta United since 2015 has spent 48.1 million dollars in the transfer market that's a lot of money yeah uh, second is New York City FC at 25.8 laFC has spent 23.6 Portland at 20.3 Seattle 15.7 and then the LA Galaxy at $15 million. Now, if you put the actual value of what the trade is of of this, you know, potential, you'd have to probably add like $20 million onto that, which then make the LA Galaxy number two. But the fact again, that it was free. Um, means that they didn't <laughs> add to this today um, as it comes out. and so uh, looking at the business the LA Galaxy did in this transfer window, um, it comes out to zero. They actually gained some money in terms of that because they they got the targeted allocation money. Um, and so uh, yeah, they're at 15 million dollars. but that's a if you look at that and say, well, the galaxy need to spend more, they they don't they're spending money. it's just in a different way. and so the the 15 million dollars that's there is is pretty crazy.
2: That makes people so mad of the fact that it's free
1: yes oh it's just anger so
2: yeah i kind of love it though
1: it's i mean again it comes from i I think here's the deal is if a minnesota united who we say you know doesn't have that much money and their budget strapped if they negotiated a deal that was free for the first you know half of it um, and then had to pay money and everybody realized everybody would be going wow that was so creative good job good job minnesota united um and instead they're like oh the la galaxy bad evil Empire. they did something it's yeah, there's always
2: a reason people hate on la galaxy they will but always find a way and it's just going to continue to be that way and that's okay that's okay
1: i just i just don't like the, the narratives get tiring and that's sort of the whole thing it's like listen just it's it is what it is It's it they negotiated this Boca, nobody held a gun to Boca's head and said you have to do this for free they got him to negotiate that um you know, in terms of the contract and what has been reported, there's no gun to the Galaxy's head that says they have to take him next year. Mm-hmm. Which, again, they could use Christian Pavone for four months and then be like, okay, thanks. Yeah.
2: yeah, because also, even though their plan and what they want is to have him here for the next few years, it doesn't mean that that's the way it's going to turn out. You just don't know how he's going to perform, and a lot of other things come into place here and a lot of other factors. But yeah, like you said, ultimately, it's a six-month trial.
1: Yeah, and there's... <laughs> Why wouldn't you do that? Any other team in this league pulls the trigger on this deal. Uh, Anyway, all right. Uh, Weekly schedule for the LA Galaxy as we get you closer to the DC United game now. Uh, The LA Galaxy training on Friday. Uh, Then they will travel to DC on Saturday. Dummy, you found out something today. Yes,
2: So I was told today they're taking a charter on Saturday. So there, and they're also taking a charter back
1: on whatever day that is. Yeah, we reported on Monday that they were for sure taking one back. So they, and now it looks like they have either added or, um, you know, well, I only got told half the story basically, but they are chartering to DC and chartering back to DC yeah. or back from DC, and then of course the LA Galaxy come up and play a Wednesday game against FC Dallas, and then they have a Saturday—is it a Saturday game or a Sunday game? I got—I got, uh, my, I got I the schedule know. here. It's fine. Saturday against Seattle, so it's a really packed schedule during yeah. that time. Um, so it makes sense to charter there and charter back. So that was a good catch. Um, the LA Galaxy confirmed that whenever I asked them. Uh, so we are now at the uh, at the charter there, charter back, charter back. Uh, That's I talked. I talked to some players, and was like, "Enjoy that extra leg room." So this is like this is like Christmas for these it's guys. A treat it is. I'm like, How, can I get on that plane to DC? I have to fly there too. Can we all just go together? Oh, ask. Is that, is
2: that, they like, might say yes. No, they're not. You have I, some pulse
1: Yeah, my wife I don't think would like that unless, <laughs> unless they want. Can you imagine? Wanna, maybe, they'll, maybe they'll let a pregnant pregnant lady on the plane. I was going to say she's
2: pregnant. Oh that's my right. gosh, that's like her worst nightmare. It is.
1: It is her worst nightmare. So certainly, um, all right. Uh, let's see. Uh, so we go through that, and so that is their travel schedule. Again, the game on uh, Sunday versus DC United, which takes on a whole new interesting thing. Uh, for Christian Pavone, again, I just want to reiterate, P1 yeah. Visa and the uh, and the ITC. The ITC comes in. That's easy. The International Transfer Certificate. You get that whenever you... Um, plug it into the FIFA computer in order to do the transfer which is all crazy I imagine it's like some DOS machine like a green screen computer that's like the FIFA transfer computer and you got to put it in you got (laughs) to click the box like you know it's it's all these different things uh, whenever that comes in right now but anyway um so the ITC probably has it's that it's that P1 visa also a question mark for Ola Kamara yeah Ima Boateng however will be available to play
2: he's ready to go yeah um yeah christian's probably a no-go yeah
1: it seems that you were saying that dennis was was saying
2: well guillermo definitely confirmed not happening he will not be available for sunday paperwork's not going to get done on time by that we mean the visa um we're hopeful this was by dennis hopeful that everything will be done for wednesday so the hope is that he is going to be available and ready to go on wednesday but it's not guaranteed because these things take time. Sometimes they they do take so, time,
1: and and especially I will say under this particular government they seem to take a little bit longer, um, and that's just sort of and what I we saw why. with with Fabio Alvarez as well that it took about a couple days longer than we thought it was going to take whenever he was ready to join the team as well. So, um, whenever you're talking about this uh, this L.A. versus D.C. team, um, this is this is an interesting matchup because D.C. United is not very good. Um, they just found out that uh, Wayne Rooney is not going to be there and uh, much longer. In fact, the end of the season he will then go. Over over to uh, Derby County uh, and be the player coach, I guess, over there as well, which is just really interesting um, in terms of him wanting to take off. So uh, Wayne Rooney was actually in England and then came back and flew back. So now I think you the went Galaxy, hours, right? yeah, yeah, it was it was really quick. So I think the uh, I think this is one of those things. Um, I think this is one of those times where you sit there and say maybe he's, he's jet lagged. Maybe there's a lot going on. It's also one of the games where Wayne Rooney could totally be Wayne Rooney like and go off and score four goals and do that. But Zlatan is going to want to be Zlatan in this game. So that's going to be fun. First game ever played between these two teams at Audi Field. Um, so so again, DC United currently, let's see, ninth in the league overall. And they are uh, fourth in the Eastern Conference, but they played two more games in the LA Galaxy and have 36 points, so one point less the Eastern Conference is a little slow. Over I know. There. Um, so uh, that's one of the things. And they just got walloped. They got <laughs> smacked across the face, and nobody remembers, remembers it because Alejandro Bedoya went and talked into a microphone um, of trying to end gun violence on, on a broadcast, and nobody remembers it was against DC United, and they got smacked five to one. Um, that was the thing, by the way. A uh, t- little hat tip to a- Alejandro Bedoya as well. Yeah. Uh, I really like that. But uh, they got they got beat badly, uh, dummy. And they're not they're not a good team right now.
2: See, doesn't that make you sad? As you're saying all of this, I think of Ema, and I think, oh no, he's on that team now.
1: Yeah, it he is. It makes
2: Moe sad for him. <laughs> I, I am so sad for him.
1: Somebody said said, well, you know, the the best case scenario here is that the LA Galaxy win four three, and Ema Boateng gets a hat trick, right? You know, it's like because you know, when it comes to to former players, they have a tendency to score in the LA Galaxy. Yeah. Uh Ema's certainly gonna be, and I think this is a good change for him. Um, I think he's going to be fired up. I don't know that he starts, but he, he probably comes off the bench. At the yeah. very least, he will be in this game just because Ben Olsen's not stupid. Um, he'll certainly look at this and say, oh, this is something that we can we can do. We can use Emo being fired up about this game to our advantage.
2: And that was one of the things that Guillermo said about Ema today. He deserves to play. Yes. He deserves to play. He deserves to go to a team where he is going to get play time. So obviously, he will be an asset to that team. And hopefully, he's able to contribute there and it'll be good for him.
1: Uh, The LA Galaxy are 12, 10, and 1, 37 points. DC United, 9, 7, and 9, 36 points. The all-time series at DC, however, and again, no games ever played at Audi Field. This is the first one, is 9, 9, and 5. It doesn't get much more even than that. It is 9, 9, and 5. Um, and, and that's how it's going to stay right now. The LA Galaxy have lost two in a row. Um, just the second time all season, they've actually lost multiple games in a row. Uh, of course, I linked all of the four games they lost in a row previously as one blocks in order to make that stat correct. Um, <laughs> so technically, they actually lost multiple games in a row after each one of the second game and then third game, the fourth game. That would be multiples as well. But for my 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 doing, this is the second time all season they lost two games in a row. Um, you look at DC United, they have two wins in their last... Thir- Games um, again, not a team that has been on fire. Wayne Rooney, their leading goal scorer, eleven goals, seven assists. Uh, Bill Hamid, the uh, goalkeeper there, nine shutouts. This is this was the craziest thing. Uh, most time, whenever I look at goalkeeper stats and I yeah. compare them to David Bingham, they're like way off the chart. Yeah. Like it doesn't it doesn't come anywhere near it. And you're like, oh wow, David Bingham gets just pinged constantly. Um, so David Bingham, seven shutouts to Bill Hamid's nine shutouts. Okay, David Bingham, ninety eight saves. Jeez. Bill Hamid, ninety nine saves. Uh, and then we go to shots faced. Uh, David Bingham, 132 shots faced. Bill Hamid, 132 shots faced. So the DC United defense is as porous as basically the LA Galaxies whenever you look at it. Um, And so that, I guess that's good for Zlatan Ibrahimovic, and that's probably good for Wayne Rooney. Um, So whenever you look at these two teams and and how that goes, uh, I'm not sure that there's an advantage either way right now. Again, game Sunday, August 11th, 4.30 PM Pacific time uh, broadcast on Fox sports one. So another nationally televised game. This is the, Let's see. Uh, You start with Tijuana and then you go to... No, it was before that. It was LAFC, it was Tijuana, it was Portland, and then it was Atlanta, and now DC. So their fifth nationally televised game in a row, um, which is good for all of you who don't have Spectrum. Um, So that game coming up again, 4.30 p.m. Pacific time. That's a 7.30 East Coast kickoff time on Sunday on Fox Sports 1. Um, what do you think about this game? I mean, this is the all emotion game. This is the two most successful Major League franchises in uh, in all of Major League Soccer going up against each other. Five MLS Cups versus four MLS Cups. <laughs> um, it's it's all these things. And then it's Ima Boateng, It's Ola Kamara. Yeah, it's I Chris Ponius. Yeah,
2: I think that's where the, um, the excitement comes in for me. That's all I'm really excited about, having you know, these players face off each other. It's essentially a battle of... I mean they're not neither one of them are great teams it's like which which bad team will win you know what i mean
1: yeah they're they're too very i wouldn't even say bad because they're both like in the playoff positions right uh. now but i i know what you're saying it's it's they're not good teams they're not consistent teams no and, and, and neither of those are
2: see and we even talk about playoffs and standings and stuff galaxy are barely hanging on by a thread if you lose one or two games you're gone you're not even in the seven so at this point it's crucial that they win every game you get in this slump again you're not going to be in the playoffs and the last thing they want to do is have a repeat where it will all come down to that one final game to make sure you even make it to playoffs you don't want that so yeah technically speaking they are a playoff team given that what fifth right now is that right fifth
0: yeah
1: fifth
2: but I do not necessarily classify them as a playoff team. I just think right now they're lucky they're still in the top.
1: Yeah, the, the form certainly has not been there. The consistency, no. the inconsistency. Uh, Kevin said the best thing that uh, on Monday's podcast, or actually it was probably even the previous podcast, that momentum doesn't seem to bother this. Like even whenever they gain momentum, nothing happens. And when they lose momentum, nothing happens. Yeah. So they're a very unpredictable team. Yeah. This seems like the game the Galaxy go to and win because they they, they get fired up to play dc they're at a cool stadium they had to fly across the country Their sort of backs are up against the wall this seems like one of those reactionary games where you're like oh this is the one they're going to win. But anytime I predict that they're going to win, they they end up coming out and just going like going flat. So trying to figure out what this is. I mean, if the galaxy had more than one draw on the season, you would sit there and go, this has two, two draws like all over it. Right. But like, am I going to predict that the galaxy are actually going to draw a game? This is the same galaxy team that doesn't know how to take their foot off the gas and they just go hundred percent. And if they win, then they win. And if they lose, Oh, well they lost by four goals again. So this is really, really hard to see um, where the LA Galaxy uh, play, how they do going cross country. The fact that it's a charter, maybe they have a nice. I was gonna say
2: maybe that will be the factor. I don't why they. I I have
1: no idea anymore. (laughs) I mean,
2: they've just been they've been consistently inconsistent. That's the best way I can put it. And I just I have a big issue with this team right now. And I I don't know if I don't know if I would say they're going to win. To be honest,
1: It it would be tough. I'm not. Yeah. You know, you don't have to. You can say that they're going to lose. I mean, you know, and I'll be honest. If you go in here and you say tie, you, you're, you're betting against the odds for the galaxy. They just don't do it. Um, so it would be it would be extraordinary if they actually got a draw. I think a draw is a great result. I in too. D.C. I just
2: don't see it happening. That's.
0: This I don't is have goes. any
2: faith in them right now. To be honest, I really don't. Like I said, I think the best way I can describe it is they've been consistently inconsistent, and I just until they can get. But like you said, it doesn't even seem like momentum even makes a difference here. So even so, even if I say until they gain momentum and win a few games in a row, I just don't believe that their heart is there and that they're going to win.
1: Yeah, the difference right now between second place and seventh place. It's five points total yeah exactly it's, it's nothing
2: exactly and that's what i mean by you lose a game you lose two spots yeah. or you're just completely knocked out of the seven
1: but if you win a game you also could jump up into true, second place i mean, true
2: but this is the thing one game is not enough no you can't win one game lose the next two win one game lose the next three it doesn't work that way and that's that's the problem with the inconsistency. You need more than just one game if you want to stay there. The whole point is give yourself enough leverage, right? You want more than just a couple points. That way you can afford to lose a game if you have to lose a game.
1: Yeah, I mean, ultimately you'd like to see the Galaxy finish in the top half so that way they get get that first home game. They host the home game, the playoff game. Um, All those things, you know, are are, are things that they need to strive for. So, you know, again, this sort of goes against what Zlatan says where it doesn't matter until you get to playoffs. No, the playoff positioning really matters this year. Um, And, uh, you know he talks to reporters all the time and i think that you know he enjoys sort of jabbing us and sort of being like oh well, i'm going to make fun of you cuz you're going to tell me this is playoffs whole thing and if you could really if i could really sit down and have a conversation with him it's like yes listen historically and the la galaxy proved this in 2012 historically if you sneak into the playoffs you can win an mls cup um and that's that's absolutely i mean in 2012 it was the la galaxy finished in that last playoff position basically and then won an mls cup um the only team that they could have hosted an mls cup against was uh houston and because houston was the the last team coming in on the other side of the conference on the eastern conference the only way the galaxy could get that game at the home depot center at the time was if houston also ran the table And that's what you ended up having. You had the Galaxy and you had Houston. Both were on the table. And they both met in MLS Cup. And the Galaxy ended up winning in an MLS Cup in 2012. That has historically been true. But nobody has seen what we're about to see, which is condensed schedule to end the season, super condensed. Galaxy, August 11th, August 14th, August 17th, August August 20th 20th. for Leagues Cup, August 25th LAFC. That's their August right now. Um, It's crazy busy. It's ridiculous in the travel times. Um, Two home games, basically... Uh, they they call it away. By the way, they called the the game again the League's Cup away. I just thought that was funny because um, technically they're not the home team. So whatever. Um, how however that goes. Um, but two two home games, uh, basically four away games in that. You're you have six away games left, five home games left in the season. All of these things matter, and so the LA Galaxy have to figure this all out. Um go, They
2: don't have a lot of time.
1: And so that means if they're on the bottom half, they're going on the road now. The LA Galaxy are primed to be one of the most dangerous playoff teams that ever has existed because they could go in and beat somebody seven to nothing. Although we haven't seen that, I'm con- I'm confident they could, they could do it um, if they if they're motivated. You saw what they did against LAFC; they embarrassed them for yeah, 90 minutes. Yeah, but
2: they're not motivated all the time. If
1: you're in the Josh. playoffs though and you can't get motivated, that's the that's the. If you're in the playoffs and you're not motivated, then there's something wrong with the team, right? There's something wrong with the team. If you're a regular season and you don't get motivated, you don't get motivated to play Portland. Um, although they didn't they were actually pretty good in that game, people disagree with me, but they're pretty <laughs> good in that game. um, you know, but like you can't be Colorado at home. I can understand that i can I can understand how that goes. but if you've seen what they're able to do when they're turned on,
2: yeah, but th- at the same time, you can argue you have to be motivated even in those games that maybe aren't necessarily that important if you even want to be in the playoffs right and they're not
1: right. they're well, not well, but they are sometimes so that's the Sometimes. whole thing so that's the inconsistent. whole inconsistent. yes absolutely inconsistent but it's it's inconsistent in in thought and it's inconsistent in performance um it's inconsistent in intensity all of those things i agree are sort of you know little inconsistencies um
2: for me it comes back a lot to slot a lot because i feel like it's almost like a domino effect when he's on the team is just on. He can't be on the way he was at that LAFC game every game because again, he is old.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: No, I agree. I agree. All right. Uh, LA Galaxy play against uh, the uh, against DC United coming up on Sunday again. That game kicks off at 4:30 p.m. Pacific time. You can find it on Fox S. Uh, I was I always say, I want to say Fox Sports One, but they just call it FS One. There's no like Fox Sports anymore. Get it right, Josh. Why would why would we use Fox Sports? <laughs> it's just FS1. I'm surprised there's not a plus next to it anymore. Everybody just adds a plus. It's ESPN Plus and Disney I Plus. I like the
2: plus. You like the plus. I do. Uh, I do like the pluses. That's,
1: that's, I'm just gonna like rename company. It's Corner of the Galaxy Plus. Plus C O G Plus. <laughs> that's that's all where you get all your all Slack your extra news. Plus. That's right. That's what you that's what you get. Uh, get to some questions real quick. Um, I'm gonna take some from Reddit here, and it says um, from Vapor4. He says he she. I always this person. How far did Jorgen to Hammerby actually get? Looks like they got us all excited for nothing. Um, And I sort of explained that this this deal doesn't seem like it's dead. It could still happen. It could absolutely not happen. There were discussions. I know that. That's all we know right now. That's sort of all we go. So uh, we'll continue there. Uh, Let's see. Uh, This DS now four. Um says where do we stand with international spots? Does Triori need to be loaned to oh, Galaxy that's a Two? Good question. Also, I'm curious if there were any rumors for Staras and any other G look forward to the show tonight. Um so we covered sort of we said there were probably some other names that were mentioned yeah. out there. We heard some I don't know that there were any solid rumors on any other names. International slots. It seems likely that, that Triori is headed yeah. down right now. I agree. Um, and, and I don't know that the Galaxy did not announce that in that press release. And I actually asked for confirmation on it. Um, but that seems that was the plan earlier um, from all the people that I was talking to. And so there was a, there was at one point a chance that if Sheldick moved that they wouldn't need to do that. Right. But that didn't happen. And so it looks yeah. like it looks like Trawary gets moved down. And, and there we go. We're good to go. Um, oh, this one's good. Uh, let's see. Uh, kiblets kiblets, kiblets. This Hi my, kiblets there we go uh when someone like boatang is traded so abruptly how long in advance does the player get notified of that it seems as if it was announced one day and he was in dc the next um, doesn't it vary it, like it does vary yeah. like sometimes you can know weeks or months in advance that there's a possibility first of all sometimes people tell you oh well we're, we're floating your name out yeah, there that's usually you know. what happens um Heads up. i don't know how long boatang knew or, or anything like that i'll tell you that whenever the trade actually happens usually the trade happens it's it's done between the teams and then they call the player and then in this particular case it probably happened very rapidly um my guess is that within 30 minutes ima Bootang or whenever it was signed and it was official my guess is botang got called into the office uh they said hey ima we're sending you to dc you know thanks so much we appreciate it hey you have a chance to go say goodbye to everybody and then she did. then you got to yeah. get out of here basically uh so botang went in uh and he, he said, was
2: training the next day was he not? yeah he was yeah.
1: and but he went in and he said goodbye to everybody yeah he did. and he said hey you know thanks guys and the Room, I'm sure everybody gave him hugs, uh, pats on top of the head because he's short, and then um, away he went. Uh, away he went to uh, to DC, and literally, I think that um, that day that we heard about the deal, we heard that he was already on a plane that night to go, and he was there on Wednesday yep. morning training training with the team. Yeah, so um, so yeah, that was it. really fast. Uh, one from Twitter real quick. Uh, Romero asks, uh, since AEG is a minority owner of Hammerby in Sweden, why haven't we used them to unload players? Also, is there a limit to the number of players out on loan? I don't think there's a limit to the number of players out on loan. I think you can have like a million players and loan them all out. You just can't because it they don't count against the roster whenever they're on loan for season-long loans. If they're on like temporary loans down right. to G2 or stuff, they can do it. That's why Traore's loan down to G2 will be a permanent loan to Galaxy two for the remainder of the season, um, and then he will not be able to come back up and play um, in the in the senior team games. Um. I don't know. I mean, and the offloading for Hammerby, I swear to God that one point there was a player that the galaxy sent there or the galaxy got from there. Ooh, ooh. I can't remember. And it's driving me crazy. And it was one of those. It was like, Oh, that's cool. Uh, if you remember, Greg Berhalter actually went and coached at, I believe at Hammerby whenever he left and, and retired after the 2011 season, I believe Greg Berhalter was like, Hey, uh, I remember I was actually at a, a a Jersey unveiling party and Greg Berhalter walked over and I was talking to him real quick and he was like, oh yeah, this is my last year. And it was earlier in the season. I'm like, oh wow, I didn't know that. So we sort I remember talking about it on the podcast whenever it happened. Um, but Berhalter then went and I think he went over to Hammerbean, was the coach there for a little while and then came back and was then the coach of Columbus Crew. And that's uh, that's how he did. Now he's the U.S. Men's National Team coach. Yeah. So I believe that was all through AEG and sort of going for uh, for for doing that. So. Um I think that's the last time I can remember Hammerby sorta of being involved, although I swear there was another player that played at Hammerby. I really wanna know on.
2: who this player is. I know someone I, look it up
1: somebody knows somebody. somebody's like oh don't how could you forget about this person i can barely keep track of the la galaxy players who are like on the team right now sometimes um <laughs> as it goes so there we go that was great for your questions if you want to send us any questions anytime at galaxy podcast you can also do corner of the at gmail.com that works as well um come on the live show and you can talk on the live show as well the chat room has been frolicking quite up and down the whole time they've been talking to each other they, they really have their own conversations most of the time and just leave me alone which is which is nice <laughs> i mean uh, there's
2: a lot to talk about today i would imagine everyone has a lot to say about everything
1: everybody has the uh everybody sort of has that uh that i their opinion on how it should be done and how it goes you know we didn't even talk about pavone and sort of his preferred position which he talked about being a left winger instead of a right winger yeah, he which, feels more comfortable there Which doesn't hurt nobody mm-hmm. you put roman alessandrini on the right and you exactly. put pavone on the left hand side or it's you can brilliant. put chris pontius on the right hand side now uh you put special jet on the right hand side i mean there's a bunch of things you can do to fill that right hand yeah. hole if you want Pavone to play in what he thinks is his perfect or you play him on the right-hand side um he li- he said he likes the left winger position because he likes to cut in and shoot with his right foot so he's a right-footed player uh on the left but side
2: he said he could play different if he needed to of play of course different. he could <laughs> but he's more comfortable there of course which by is. the way so it's like no though um a lot more fans today at training oh, yes. of course for obvious reasons but I thought it was so funny I don't know if anyone in chat room was there and maybe someone can confirm but Multiple times, I would look over. Fans would be standing on those like little rails, trying to just take a peek. Yep. And it was the most hysterical thing ever. Security was on it today, just trying to keep yeah. fans, you know, away from Pavone. But I
1: love it. I love it. I love it when that happens. Whenever Zlatan came in, and they had all uh, these people there. These people, people were with, so
2: excited. And I love to see. That's
1: that's what you would like to see. Yeah. Um, no, it's it's one of those it's one of those things that I, I listen. It's always weird in the press. We're not really supposed to tell people how they can go see training but it's they post all the schedules on the la galaxy website and there's fans there all the time so if you want to go to training just go to the website and do it
2: it's pretty easy to find out really so um
1: it's going to be it's going to be really interesting um let's see one more question is we will take it from the chat room um and it's uh why for freddie says josh do you think gbs's grace period is still over after this move absolutely just because pavone is uh, in there this I this I mean listen it's it's over in the terms of that he gets to be criticized for mistakes that he makes and that was sort of my point in saying I don't think he's going to be fired um, I'm just saying the grace period in terms of oh just let him figure it out it's like no listen there's some tactical issues that have certainly been brought up. Um, the fact that this team can't grind out a draw every once in a while is, in my mind, a, a defect of this team. I like the balls-to-the-wall type of thing. I like gas. Give it on gas all the time. But there's certain times for that. And a lot of times the Galaxy are playing themselves out of games. The Portland game is a perfect example. Had a bunch of chances, finish any of those, and then they can ke- continue to keep their foot on the gas. But if they tried to control that game a little bit more, I think they're in a position to maybe take one or two chances instead of four or five chances. to right. convert those and steal points and it's about stealing points on the road and it always has been same thing with dc united um so anyway that's that was that was sort of my thing so i think his grace period is over do you think that he's still he's still settling in and that he deserves you know the benefit of the doubt and you can you can Absolute. think i'm crazy
2: no i completely agree i feel I mean, yeah, like you said, there's obviously a lot of problems, a lot of issues that still need to be resolved within the team. Again, consistency is a big issue for a lot of reasons that we could go into. But also, he's done a lot for this team already. He's done a lot, and he's proven himself. Obviously, his contacts, obviously, these relationships. Um, biggest signing was with Pavone, Pavone, whatever. Yep. Um, so, yeah, no, I would agree with you.
1: You don't have to say it like the white guy. Pavone? Or, or, is it Pavone? Can, Pavon? can I say it like it's that? Pavone. Pub- pub- Christian
2: Pavon Pavon
1: Christian. Cristian Pavon He's yeah, anyway, not Italian this, No,
2: no, was a horrible Italian this, accent no, I won't say that We're not, we're not going to yeah, do any of that Never mind We're, we're going
1: to let it come Alright, yeah. uh, let's see I think Is there anything else You want to talk about Or are we good? I think um, we're good
2: I think we're good I'm excited to see him Out on the pitch yeah, Hopefully Wednesday Yeah, Wednesday against uh, yeah. FC
1: Dallas Seems like the most likely time uh, I, of course, will be Out of town that day Yes. Of course. Uh, so I'll, I'll miss that. I'm actually Wait, out.
2: you're out of town on the first potential game that yes. he's going to be playing? Yes.
1: Yes. I am going back east. So I'll be back there. Um, I will be watching okay. you know, late at night whenever it comes on, wherever okay. it is on ESPN Plus because I'll be outside of the Spectrum Network so I can watch it on ESPN Plus. So if I'm up till midnight, I'll be up <laughs> till midnight watching it. That's fine. Um, so so that'll be where it is. Um, do you have a prediction for DC United before we go? You don't have to. You can You can pass. You can say, I would rather not.
2: I would rather not, but I think you know my answer. That
1: the Galaxy lose. How much do they lose by? Is it five to nothing? No,
2: I don't think they're going to get blown out. Gosh, if they get blown out, then that's a whole nother conversation. This team has major issues there. Um, No, not a blowout, but I don't think they're going to win. Okay. Don't think it will be a draw either.
1: Okay. I think it's a little hard this this to me it screams in my head it's screaming win and that's that's the
2: obvious answer but like you said earlier it's like just when you think they're gonna win
1: yeah i don't i don't i don't know um i think the galaxy are gonna win i think they're gonna win uh i think it's a 3-1 or a 3-2 game really i feel like i feel like zlatan's gonna go off i feel like the la galaxy defense is a lot better whenever the the galaxy uh midfield is a lot more condensed um you know if you put Perry Kitchen in there I think that that was a little experiment that actually probably worked a little bit better than people want to give it you know some realization you just can't get stretched on the counter attack uh if Emo Boateng comes in though he will score 34 goals I'm convinced of that I
2: think he's coming out for like vengeance
1: he could I don't think he's angry the galaxy traded him no I
2: don't think he's angry either but I think he's like that person he likes it's like a motivator you know you want to just beat the team you want to score and I think he's on that kind of mentality yeah. the, ch- um, the
1: chat room says that you have to leave now no i'm just I'm kidding they didn't, they didn't say any of that just uh, I, I just made that up they're like there's ties there's some ties in here there's some I mean, w's i would
2: be great i would be super happy with the draw
1: i, th- I think a draw would show some progress yeah in my mind.
2: absolutely i just don't know how realistic that is i hope i'm completely wrong and they just completely you know yeah prove me wrong um we didn't talk about Alessandrini.
1: Oh, update. yes. Go ahead. Go do it.
2: Yes. um, Update. He should be at training in the next upcoming days. So he should be ready to go to play for a second week of September. So yeah. it looks like that's right on track.
1: We were saying, though, that the... That the number of days though, is like, oh, he's gonna be in training next week, but then August twentieth was Yeah, thrown out it was there. kind
2: of funny. He said in the next few days he will be back in training and then he did throw out a very specific date that he will be back around August twentieth and that he was gonna be practicing on the field and he'll be good and ready to go first, second week of September. So he should be back. I should hopefully he's healthy, um, good to go, not rushing him and I'm I'm stoked to have him back. I hope that he does well because they really want to see him do well.
1: Jason says 10 nothing Galaxy wins. I, was, I would think that might be a little on the high end. Just ten nothing. Ten nothing. I mean, I are?
2: mean, that's a little ambitious. But I mean, never say never.
1: Football Galaxy says optimistic Galaxy win, realistic Galaxy lose. I mean,
2: <laughs> I like you.
0: The, I mean,
1: I can see it. I can see it. it you know what? The, here's the thing: is that if I'm grading anybody's responses, like, oh well, they're gonna win or they're gonna lose, yeah. um, I'm just gonna be like, yeah, I can see it. I can see them win. I can see them lose. I have no idea.
2: You're indifferent at this point. I, you expect I, anything I'm, and everything.
1: I, I am. I am a quote-unquote Galaxy expert and I have no idea what this team is going to do.
2: Because they're so cons- constantly inconsistent.
1: Yep, yep. So that's how it goes. All right. Uh, why don't you tell people where they can find you and uh, we'll get on out of here.
2: At Delmy Berea's Twitter, Instagram.
1: All right. That's and it. Any place you write for, or, you, or you're a reporter oh, for Oh, duh. Yeah, Obviously, plug go. them,
2: right? Yeah, do that. Um, <laughs> LA Sports Access. You can find all the interviews. Interviews from today, from the press conference, one-on-ones from after with Guillermo and Dennis. And yeah. All right. It.
1: Awesome. Well, thanks for coming in. We certainly appreciate it.
2: Thanks for having me.
1: Uh, if you're looking for me on Twitter, it's at jgesman j g u e s m a n, and of course at Galaxy Podcast. Head on over to of the galaxy.com for all of our articles. Larry Morgan has a great notebook up there. You're going to want to check it out for sure. Uh, Larry Morgan, not on Twitter, doing the, uh, the doing doing what? Let's see, God's work. Yes, he's doing God's work. <laughs> he's doing God's work as he uh, as he goes and, and covered all of the events today, training and press conference, everything for Corner of the Galaxy. So Larry is the man. Larry Morgan, not on Twitter. Uh, so please check that out on Corner of the Galaxy. Com. All right, I think that does it. The LA Galaxy Play DC United on Sunday, 4.30 p.m. on Fox FS1. FS1, I'll get it eventually. On FS1, so make sure you do it for Dummy Barrios. I'm Josh Gessman, and you've been listening to Corner of the Galaxy on
0: cornerofthegalaxy.com. Have a great one, everybody. You've been listening to the Corner of the Galaxy podcast on cornerofthegalaxy.com. You can follow the show on Twitter and Instagram at galaxypodcast.com. And be sure to check out and subscribe to iTunes, Stitcher, and Facebook by searching for Corner of the Galaxy. And for all of your independent LA Galaxy news, discussion, and entertainment, including this podcast, head on over to cornerofthegalaxy.com. Fans, thanks for listening. We ask that you be kind and courteous to your neighbors as you leave the podcast. We thank you for joining us and look forward to seeing you again. Until then, I'm Michael Araujo. And on behalf of the entire Corner of the Galaxy crew, Goodbye, everybody.